The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, Channel 14 on Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the energetic direction of Emilia Hahn, has prepared an uplifting and toe-tapping rendition of a song that is sure to lift your spirits 
and causes joy bells to ring in your heart. Each day brings different challenges with both painful and sorrowful moments which need to be dealt with. When we ask Jesus to go before us each and every day, leading and guiding and strengthening us, He will. We can't do it on our own and expect the best results. Only Jesus can do that. And when He does, we rejoice. The choir sings, you can have a song in your heart. Come on and sing along with us using the words provided for you on your television screen.
Thank you, choir. That was beautiful. Coming up next will be the church band under my direction to play that thought-provoking number that serves as a blessed and daily reminder that whenever Jesus answers our prayers to say, Jesus, we just want to thank you. Thank you, Ben. Well done. We call upon our vocal soloist for today, Seth Makana Asano, to sing this old-time favorite which sends a special message, especially to those who love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who have obeyed his call and waits patiently for his return entitled, I Choose Jesus. Makana will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Associate Pastor Aaron Sproud Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and Iris Locke on the drums. 
Some say life is just a series of decisions. We make choices, we live and learn. Now I'm standing at a crossroad, and I must choose which way to turn. Down the one road lies all the world can offer, all its power, its wealth and fame. Down the other, just a man with nail scars in his hands, but there is mercy in his eyes, and there is power in his name. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus without a solitary doubt. I choose Jesus, not for miracles, but for love and me. Not just for Bethlehem, but for Calvary. Not for a day, but for eternity. I choose Jesus. All my life, I've sailed the sea of reason. I was captain of my soul. There was no need for a savior, for I could live life on my own. Then I heard him speak the language of compassion, words of healing for broken lives. When we nailed him to the tree, his love included me. Now he's calling me to follow and to leave the past behind. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus without a solitary doubt. I choose Jesus. Not for miracles, but for love and me. Just for Bethlehem, but for Calvary. Not for a day, but for eternity. I choose Jesus. Jesus. That was well done, Makana. Thank you. We call upon our church choir once again to sing their final number for today entitled, In This Very Room. When you invite Jesus to be with you each day, he will. And with his presence, all emptiness is filled to overflowing with his glory and joy. Always remember to take him with you wherever you may go or wherever you may be.
Thank you again, choir, for that stirring anthem. Coming up next will be our trombone section of the church band to play that heartwarming rendition of the song, How Can I Be Lonely? 
Yes, with Jesus at our side, we will never be alone. turn our attention to the vocal group, the Jubilees, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, to sing that glorious number of victory to everyone willing to come to Jesus and obey. His call of salvation for Jesus saves. We would like to dedicate this soul-saving number to a very dear sister in Christ, Mrs. Beatrice Jardine. Your faithfulness and standing with Jesus day by day will soon reap glorious rewards as you wait in faith, believing for Jesus' return and be caught up and be with him forevermore. God bless you, Sister Jardine, and have a beautiful and blessed day.
and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jendock, and I'd like to repeat our television time station and locations in the Connolly U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. The this telecast can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KGJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KGGZ-TV, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, Los of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on time on the cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, Please visit the website at JesusComingSoon.org. And our gospel service here in Home State, Hawaii. Service is held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service at 10 a.m. and Friday healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. And prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. And our Comic Key Branch Church located at 1361 Pomerol Avenue. Gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor branch churches. The service is also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanekaka Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Elvira in Lahaina Maui, by Pastor Walter I. T. Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Kiwaiasana Sr. in Kolo, Kauai, by Pastor Helva Asparo in Balogo Pikawayan, and Pastor Vespa Asparo President Rojas Kotawati Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend this service regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And I would like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Ann Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Jose. The Lord instructs us, be ready when you think that the Son of Man cometh. Are you prepared? Are you ready to meet him? My sermon entitled, God's Word Shall Not Pass Away, is meant to incite and move you, the congregation of this television ministry, to appropriately prepare yourselves for his second coming, though the day and time of this significant event remains yet unknown. Have your Bible ready in hand as we proceed into the sermon and the reading of God's Word. Today's sermon topic is taken from Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Every decision made by mankind today is subject to the approval of a higher authority based upon God's word. The higher authority will accept or reject every decision based upon its merits and the basis of truth found in God's word, which will stand to the very end. If there appears to be some confusion, dissension, and discontent, it can be solved by the truth found in God's holy word, the Bible. 
God's word is the authority by which we obtain the correct understanding and make the correct and final decision. In our spiritual lives today, Jesus Christ is the highest authority in all things. And he has the final say on how every man, woman, and child should live their lives upon this earth. He is equally concerned about how his church, the body of Christ, and the spiritual standards that must be maintained. Therefore, we learn in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God, never changes, though mankind and the world we live in has changed tremendously. And the unchanging character of Jesus Christ is God himself, the Almighty. Beginning with the first page of the Bible in Genesis 1-1 and ending in the final page of the Bible in Revelations 22-21, the sovereign power of Jesus Christ is ever-present. Isaiah 42 8 portrays Jesus Christ as self-existing. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. There is no other God beside Jesus Christ, and there is none comparable to him. The patience, mercy, and long-suffering of Jesus Christ is everlasting. Jesus Christ loves and cares for his creation, created in his own image. And it is within his heart that every man, woman, and child should come to repentance when hearing the gospel of the kingdom of God. The written word of God, the Bible, is a book of books, 66 books which make up one book. It bears witness to one God, forms one continuous story, fulfills predictions concerning the future, is a progressive unfolding of the truth, testifies to a one redemption and theme, and identifies the person and work of Jesus Christ. 44 writers writing through 20 centuries produce a perfect harmony of doctrine that is progressively unfolding before our very eyes. 2 Peter 1.21 exhorts this truth, for the prophecy came, prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Revelation 1, 1 to 2 also describes it this way, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. The central theme of God's word, the Bible, is Jesus Christ. And the Bible is the human and biblical story of the nation of Israel. The New Testament Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John relate to and depict the appearance of Jesus Christ. And the Acts of the Apostles describes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit forming God's first true church on the day of Pentecost. The Bible identifies the human race being made up of Jews and Gentiles, and the church and the body of Christ comprised of believers are called spiritual Israelites. The guidance and leading God's Holy Spirit given to the body of Christ is God's word and authority. God's church is thereby led unto all truth and righteousness. John 16, 13 identifies the workings of God's Holy Spirit. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. God's word has superiority over all people and in all things. God's word that is preached by spirit-filled and spirit-directed pastors and associate pastors is always blessed by Jesus Christ to bring forth fruits of righteousness unto repentance. Romans 13, 1 through 4 confirms God's higher power and word of truth. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. 
the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Mark 1, 14-15 gives us his first-hand look into the preaching of the gospel. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. The gospel, therefore, is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. It tells us that today is the day of salvation, if you will, but hear the voice of Jesus Christ. Paul warns us to be mindful in Hebrews 9, 27 to 28, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this is judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Salvation is achieved through repentance. And repentance is defined as godly sorrow for our sin. Peter gives us his perfect example in Luke 22, 31 to 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Regardless of Peter's shortcomings, Jesus Christ loved Peter and prayed for him to fail not. 2 Corinthians 7.10 adds this insight into repentance. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. In essence, Paul was saying, repent, go, and sin no more. God's plan of salvation is presented to all mankind within the conversation shared between Nicodemus and Jesus Christ in John 3.5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the six through seven verses, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The Lord Jesus Christ used the term must to indicate that it is absolutely essential to be born again. In addition, the Lord Jesus Christ added the phrase, Verily, verily, to express the significance of God's plan of salvation and his compassion for the lost sheep of Israel. The term verily makes reference to the truth or being truthful. The Jews voiced strong opposition at the preaching of the Jesus Christ because they were staunch believers in the Jewish laws, customs, and traditions. That is why Jesus Christ made it a point to include the phrase, ye must be born again in the gospel. He is pointing out that God's word takes precedence over all laws, customs, and traditions of men within their earthly existence. Being born again opens our understanding to the natural birth of mankind and how we inherited our sinful nature. It further identifies the spiritual rebirth preached by Jesus Christ 
so that our sins can be removed by the sacrifice he paid on the cross of Calvary. In addition, we are again reminded that unless we are born again of water and of the Spirit, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 1 John 5, 6-9 makes reference to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. God's word teaches us that Jesus Christ is greater than the witness of men. And we are saved when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and filled with his Holy Spirit. John 1, 1 and 14 highlights Jesus Christ as the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God's Word carries the full authority and takes precedence over all other forms of power. Hebrews 12, 2 states this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. 1 Peter 3, 21 also confirms the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You can see for yourselves, dear television viewers, that water baptism is an act of faith and obedience to the known will of God. And the blood of Jesus Christ is shed for the sin of all mankind is atonement for sin. Accordingly, the price paid by Jesus Christ delivers his believers from the wages of sin, which is death. Acts 2.38 further enlightens us to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4.12 brings full confirmation to the instructions given in Acts 2.38. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The mystery of godliness is revealed to God's pastors, associate pastors, and his people through the power of his Holy Spirit. We preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and seek the salvation of souls as the primary mission and calling within the gospel work. When a soul accepts Jesus Christ as his or her personal Savior, is baptized and filled with God's Holy Spirit, their name is likewise written in the Lamb's Book of Life in Heaven. It is the self-same gospel and plan of salvation we preach today 
that Jesus Christ himself preached on the shores of Galilee. Hebrews 4.12 identifies the perfect redemption received through God's word. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the defying asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word, therefore, pierces the heart to cut out the sin of unbelief and miraculously heals that portion of the body at the very same time it is withdrawn. Jesus Christ came into this unbelieving world to condemn the sin in the sinner, to provide a remedy for that sin, and to give all believers eternal life through his death and resurrection from the dead. His example of being baptized in the River Jordan shows us that we too must also be baptized by immersion in water to receive remission of sins. No one is exempt from God's plan of salvation for it restores the sinner back into the presence of God to live a life above sin. At the same time, our sins are removed from us as far as the east is from the west and he forgives and forgets them. Once we are filled with God's Holy Spirit, we receive God's seal of redemption within our spiritual lives. Jesus Christ preached the ministry of reconciliation so that all mankind might regain the image of God that was lost through disobedience to the known will of God in the Garden of Eden. It is a personal decision, and it is our choice to decide where we will spend eternity, in heaven above with Jesus Christ and his saints, or with the devil and his angels in hell. Mark 16, 16 helps us to choose. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Jesus Christ was immersed in water at his baptism, and he went up straightway out of the water. Therefore, he gives us straightforward and direct instructions concerning what we must do, and the end results, consequences, and rewards will be. Therefore, the simple choice is yours and mine to make. We must keep it simple by having a believing heart by trying to understand it all. A believing heart filled with believing faith is the main ingredient within God's plan of salvation. Why not accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord today? Believing faith brings remission of sins and eternal life in heaven above. And rejecting Jesus Christ will bring damnation and eternal separation in hell beneath. The scripture in 1 Peter 1.25 accents the truth following God's word. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Jeremiah 15.16 describes the blessings found in God's word. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Romans 1.16 strengthens our believing faith in the gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first 
and also to the Greek. God's word is preached in these present times in power and demonstration of his Holy Spirit with compassion and boldness. God's word identifies itself as a defensive weapon to safeguard us against our enemies, as found in Ephesians 6, 14 through 17. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And Jeremiah 1.8.10 identifies God's word as a comfort to our hearts. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. God's instruction to us today, like he gave to Jeremiah, is to root out and break down what is ungodly and an abomination. It is our duty to restore God's believers to a state where they can glorify God through their faithful works of obedience. God's word is confirmed in today's sermon topic in Psalms 119.89 and 152. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 6 to 8, relates the greatness of God's word. The voice said, cry, and I said, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. The Apostle Paul gives us these closing words of Jesus Christ in Colossians 3, 16 to 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts, to the Lord, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. If you would like to know more about God's word, our church, 
or review our telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my serious appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. As we bring another hour of fellowship to a close, the church band will play for you the delightful song entitled, Deeper, Deeper.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.